Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. Our guest today is the owner and CEO of ABC Home and Commercial Services, Bobby Jenkins. Welcome to the show, Bobby. Good to be with you, AJ. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're on, and um, I know you're a very, very busy man in the community, and then I see ABC's trucks uh, all over the place, so there's a lot, a lot going on. We'll get to that, because you're, well, you know, pest control is your name. You know, you're involved in a lot of different things that involves Austin's homes um, in, the, in the region. Before that, though, I want to get to your background, and you know, are you you're, you're native Aust- are you a native Austinite, or what brought you to Austin, and, and that? So you're not quite a native Austinite, but sort of close. Yeah. I actually grew up down the road in San Antonio, and uh, I then went to Texas A&M, mm-hmm. uh, graduated from there, and then two years later, so in 1983, is when my wife and I moved here, and we were uh, newly married, and I started being the, the manager here at ABC, family business. So 30, almost 36 years. So mm-hmm. uh, all my kids were born and raised here. So I kind of, obviously Austin is home and clearly very uh, near and dear to my heart. Yeah. So you started off ABC was family. Your father started the company out of San Antonio, and you moved to Austin to yeah. the branch out here. Mm-hmm. It, dad, dad bought the business in about 1967. It was one truck, one employee. He mm-hmm. built it into a very, very successful uh, pest management company. We had the office in San Antonio. We been in Austin for a, for a while and had a couple of little franchises. In the mid 80s, he actually sold the San Antonio office and the franchises. I came here in 83 and we didn't want to sell that. And so uh, that was kind of my, my uh, charge to take and, and do with that. Uh, I have a brother who has ABC in Houston mm-hmm. and a brother who has ABC in Dallas. So ABC has three brothers who are in business together but not in business together. We share the same name of the business. Mm -hmm. We share many similar services that we offer, but we don't share money and we don't share ownership. We actually have the state of Texas divided into three areas, north, east, and central, and south. Uh And uh, my brothers and I operate within those and we don't cross over into each other's territory, so to speak. And it's just been an amazing model for a family business to move from one generation to the next generation. Dad was able to sell that main office and retire, so kind of have his cake and eat it too. And then the boys have been able to go on and and build their own businesses and do with it as they've chosen. But my brothers and I are incredibly close. Um, We share all kinds of information. Uh, We get together with ideas. We compete with each other's. Uh, And so we have a great time, and yet because we don't share money Mm -hmm. and share that ownership, it takes all of the negative out and we only are, uh, can only focus on all the good. I would say that definitely probably helps out the holidays and everything it else. Does, it does. Money has a way of just uh, really clouding things with people You see like that. so many small businesses that uh, kind of implode and it's generally because of ultimately money. Mm-hmm. So so you came to Austin in 83 and the company then was all around pest control. When did the expansion, and we can get into all the services yep. ABC offers now, yeah. but when did that expansion happen? And really, you know, I. I started my company two years ago, and um, while I'm, I'm a lobbyist, you know, even doing the podcast and getting involved yeah. with their marketing efforts, I try to see myself, really the company now that I have other people with me in the group, as a brand and where's that brand, where you want to go, and particularly right now we're looking at the like what we want the culture, you know, being a group to right. be, and it's like in its infancy, right? So it's a beautiful. It's a. And I don't have kids, so this closest thing I think to having a kid is okay. Well, 
I had the hopes for it, and then I know how we make sure we don't mess it up. Right. So you, you know, but in your case, you, 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 your father, you grew up in the company, yeah. so you knew enough about it. But yeah. then I feel it too, right? There was a way you wanted to how you gonna make it, you know, Bobby Jenkins' own, right? Yeah, in this city. I, and that's really it. And 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 it was back AJ about twenty years ago or so. We were ABC Pest Control, and that's what we did. We were really good at pest control and residential commercial. But sometime around then, I, I started cons- being concerned, would we grow at the same rate that we had be- previously been growing? We had averaged about 15, 16% growth for the first several, quite a few years. And then I was a little concerned we'd still be able to do that. And that's when the thought of diversification came in. And that's when we first changed the name from ABC Pest Control to ABC Pest and Lawn Services. And lawn services for us was fertilization, insect disease, weed control, you know, keeping the grass healthy. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of evolved into lawn mowing, and then that evolved into irrigation, and then landscaping and tree trimming. So the entire green part of, the, of our business uh, really took off. And then about 10, 12 years ago, as we had another big diversification, we went from ABC um, Pest and Lawn to ABC Home and Commercial Services. When we added handyman, which led us then to uh, air conditioning and plumbing and electrical, and subsequent to that, we've added pool and power washing and security and a bunch of different things. Um, but the idea was, you know, how can we be of as much value to our customer as we can possibly be? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got my head around it a long time ago that we're not a pest control company, we're not just a plumbing company, we're not just a lawn company. We're a service company, and and if you get that as your mantra, and uh, focus on service, the idea becomes: well, what other services can we provide to our customers that really add value to the relationship? How can I be a more valuable, be more value to my customer, and then how will they be more value to me by us doing more things for them? So that's kind of the thought behind this diversification piece, and it's really taken us into a whole nother level. Um, I'm very proud of the work that we do today, very pleased that every service we do, we've really gotten to be very, very, very good. We've got wonderful experts, wonderful professionals that are uh, in each of those services. This has not been easy. It's been a difficult road to hoe, um, but one that I've really, really enjoyed and the challenge of it. But we've just been able to bring on great people onto the ABC team, the ABC family, and that's what has allowed us to kind of grow in each one of those service segments mm-hmm. that we're in now. Well, that, grew, that gets to another point too. I want to talk about the culture of ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start, when you came to Austin, you started the branch here, mm-hmm. our ABC Pest Control, or Home Pest Control Austin. How many folks were working with you? Yeah, when I got you? here, there were six, seven folks that were here. That mm-hmm. was 1983. And today we're about 850 folks in, in my organization. Mm-hmm. And like I said, separating my brothers from the Houston and Dallas side of it, our offices are here in Austin, San Antonio, Bryan College Station, Corpus Christi, and up in Bell County. And today we've got the 850 folks working in, in those branches. And of course, Austin's the, the home office. Mm-hmm. Austin is where we do all of those services that we were talking about a minute ago. Each of my branches we do some variation of those services. Our goal over the next two to three years is to make sure that we're offering all of the services here in Austin in each of the locations that we're in, that, that are in, in my group. So it gives us something to work toward, uh, gives us a goal. It's one of those things that we're trying to be um, very um, strategic and disciplined in the process. Uh, adding those services costs money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big investment, and that's what we've been doing all these years is really pouring money back into the business to allow us to grow. Uh, probably 
95% of our growth over all these years has been organic. We've made a couple of strategic uh, acquisitions along the way. Uh, and so we'll continue to do some of that as we build out that menu of services in, in, in all of those markets that we're in. Got you. So talk about the culture of the company, though, too, right? So when you were growing in, I mean, there's quality control and making sure you're getting the right people that fit your vision, right, want to grow. And that's it's one thing when you're in Austin, but even then, or your home office in Austin, and still having more people here, let alone going to a different market where you just don't have the same physical touch. You can, I mean, you can be in, in part of Austin relatively short time to see how things are going on the ground. Um, there's a bit of trust and faith, obviously. Obviously, when you go to San Antonio right. or College Station, you can't readily, nor should you want to be there readily, just jump in on right. things. So just how, when you're contemplating that growth, I mean, you it's you know, always teams build those things. So, I mean, what kind of folks, you know, as you're building that culture out, I mean, it was a thought process, okay, I need to build that crop of lieutenants mm-hmm. that will then have, you know, that have ownership mentality that yeah. you go to the markets and you, like, your extension of not just you, but the culture of ABC. Right. And then, therefore, you know, I guess the big test is, you know, once they hire people and those folks hire people, is it. it something, is it sticking? It, right? And that is something, AJ, that you have to be very, very intentional about. And I think we've done a pretty good job on it. A couple of things how we've been successful at it. One of the things I'm most proud of, um, I have a senior management team, has 11 people on it, including myself. And they're division managers that run the, air, air, the, the HVAC side or the lawn side or, you know, each of those big divisions. The average tenure of those folks with the company is 24 years. My point on that is we've grown up together uh, as a a family, and that's the other piece that I talk about. First of all, the culture at ABC is about a family business. We are a family business. My goal and objective and, and looking down into the future is how do I transition from this second generation to the third generation? I've got two of my children are working in the business currently. I've got four grandchildren, and I hope that my grandchildren will be involved in the business someday. The other part of that in the culture that is really important, it is in our DNA here at ABC. This is the way I was raised. Uh, it, it's in part of our core values. It are all built around grow, you know, grow our business and grow it profitably, grow our relationships with our community, grow our um, ability and desire to serve our customers. And so growing is really what's part of what we believe in here. I've always said, and I say it to our team all the time, you're either growing or you're dying. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer that, that I don't care if it's your business, your community, your church, your nonprofit that you work in, you've got to be moving forward. And so that management team that I talk about, we've grown in that culture all along. Now I'm getting to that next phase of life where I am having to be very um, intentional about that next generation to come into the business. I mentioned I've got some of my children working in the business and that's exciting, but helping them build a team that has that same thought about how do we continue to move forward and grow and and what does that look like? But you've got to have that, I don't know, you have that throttle all the way down, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You never let off on it because the minute that you do, people pass you by. Mm -hmm. So we've got a great culture in that regards that we work really, really hard passionate about what we do. That family piece is important. Um, I'm a big believer in what we call here ownership thinking, where we're very transparent. We show all of the numbers, not just the top side, but the profit side and what's that bottom line number and all the key metrics that any owner would want to know about the business. We share it to everybody in the business. We, uh, everybody in this organization, 
uh, is all involved in profit sharing. Everybody, uh, their profit sharing check at the end of the year, they know is predicated on how profitable was this business because we share that back through. So every month we're reporting back to the entire organization. Everybody who works here is, here's where we are, here's how we're doing, and that way they know how the company's doing and then de facto how they'll be doing when it comes time for the profit sharing at the end of the year. I like that. I know, um, you know, just... There, you know, there's different schools of thought and how you people bought in and whether it's on like in our, in our business in the lobby and really I think consulting generally right like client acquisition right. um, is there are people who I think naturally are going to be like rainmakers who develop the business um, and there's they're, they're, that's their skill mm-hmm. but they might necessarily be serving the client but how do you keep that person bought in once they bought the they can be invested making sure that client stays there we're right. not doing work for them, right? or that or him or her um, I found just as I'm developing um that culture here, it's definitely whether you, you know, I, I really just, my mind is top down. We don't have an admin right now. Right. It's, I do it we're doing myself, but anyone in our business, um, admin, intern, separate deal, but admins and up, you bring us, you know, visit, you, know, you develop some business for us, you guys a lead, you know, you're getting, it's just, it would be a transparent policy of what that percentage is bump on yep. your paycheck. And they really, the whole goal is more that you, you, you saw yourself, and you got, you talked about this earlier, you saw yourself beyond your role. Right. The same way the brand, you know, I don't see, Myself or being a group as just a lobby firm. Right. It's evolving, you know, I, but I have the idea it will be other things. Yep. Um, similar to you in the iteration, iteration of things. I mean, in this podcast, it's not something lobbyists kind of take time to do. <laughs> I enjoy it. I've ever had a podcast. <laughs> and I, I enjoy it. And, you know, it's like media or something yeah. like that. We're an information business. Um, the idea of ownership and that it's up and down the chain, everyone's bought to that. People, you know, eyes and ears. People see opportunities. I don't see. We all have our lane of things. And I, hopefully trying to develop this working thesis for how do I get everyone bought into that where they're 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 bought it in the firm and also the idea they'll be rewarded in this transparent way. That is the holy grail. Okay. And I really believe that. And that's what we wanted to build a culture here. You know, when you can have everybody rowing in the same direction and understanding what the value of that single individual customer, two things that come to mind for me. One this is a sales driven organization. I, I believe Nothing happens until a sale is made, all right? So that has to happen. The other thing you would see in our uh, service specialist room in the back here of the building, there's a giant banner across the front. It says, retention, retention, retention. What that means is is twofold, really, but mainly to, to everyone who works here, it's about retaining our customers. How do we have a customer for life so that today maybe we're doing their pest control, Tomorrow I want to mow their yard. Then I want to fix their air conditioner. And then I want to trim their trees. That, that's the value proposition that we have. And it is about a lifetime relationship with that customer. And so all those things that builds that value that we talked about. But everybody in this organization has to understand what their role is in retention of our customer base. And then I say the retention, retention, retention to our management team also. I man, I know the game's changing, but I'm about retaining people. I want to attract and keep great people. And I submit that this thought process of ownership thinking, this being so transparent, sharing the information, sharing the money, right, and the profitability side of it, those are things that that I believe people want and they want to feel a part of and that they have a say in and that they have a vested interest in. And while I can't give ownership of this business to everybody, Having that profitability sharing with them is the, is the next best thing. And for us, I think it works really, really well. 
And I think that that's one of the things that, that, that has kept a lot of our people here for an entire career, which is my goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm aware of the trends you see. I mean, they've been, I'm, I guess, classified as, classified as millennial. Would those things right. apply even to Gen Z? Like, you know, the average, the, the average uh, I mean, there's good, there's good talking points. The average time, life, time spent for one job is, you know, a year and a half. Now, I look at that, I think it, if you break it, down, break it down by industry, there's some variations there. But mm-hmm. I know I have several friends who, you know, I'm approaching uh maybe 36 and in the month but friends who are you know in their role in their careers and growing companies and you know maybe post-college might have one job after you know 25 but by the time they're 30 they move almost like one company going yeah going almost to their 40s and they're starting to hit those senior jobs i think it does kind of the culture though our culture the company you're working for and sometimes that's like dating where you find either the company wasn't a good fit for you or vice versa right. and at some point in your professional career you recognize what you want i mean that's right. a lot of it too the beauty of this world right now, there's a lot of options of how right. how you want to pursue your career, um, and sometimes it's finding like, do I, you know, do you want to commit to this company to with a company to grow in that, and, and also on the flip side, what is that company giving you, investing in you to grow? And it's not just I think people, it's not just money, right? It's right. the we see you as a future leader, wherever maybe a future leader here, or we're going to give you edu- the education you need. And the community to develop there, I want to get to that second community part, but also professionally to grow you because you're an asset to us in a meaningful way. And that's really what we try to do. You know, the uniqueness of this business is that a young person, the millennium, like we talked about, you know, I, I try and combat with that movement that, 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 that they statistically have by saying, hey, come to work at ABC. You can move into different areas of this business I have a fiduciary responsibility to everybody who works here, it's the way I view it, to grow this business so that opportunities will present themselves, will present themselves to those that, that want to take advantage of it and have the, 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 the talent to do so. So, you know, that's why we, we do focus on you know, grow that core value of that because I think that that's what's going to allow us to attract and keep good young talent. Uh, and, and that's what it's all about. I mean, any organization, this is the, 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 the ultimate people business. We're only as good as a company, as a person we put on our customer's doorstep. If that person does a great job, we're a great company. Mm-hmm. If that person does a, just an okay job, we're only an okay company. So that's where it's so important to attract great people and keep them. But give them, just like you were saying, a career path that allows them to grow with the company. We invest in them. And, you know, where this company goes with the next generation, I'm not sure. I'm really excited to find out. But I know that while I'm here, I'm working really hard to continue to provide those opportunities for young people to come in and blossom with the company. Mm-hmm. So I want to get to you uh, talk about your, your, your work in the community and ABC's work in the community. I mean, for those who have been in Austin for a number of years, I mean, you're, you're involved in a lot of things. You've won a lot of awards. I know you don't do it for that reason, but you've been acknowledged by your peers as someone who's Given of yourself, your you know beyond money, your own personal time to some really great causes, and as someone who I'm fairly involved in the community, what what drives you to do those things? You know, a, a couple of things, AJ. First of all, when I when I think about priorities, I, I think you know my personal priorities, faith, family, community, right? That that's the alignment there, and then the question is, well, how does ABC affect that, right? How does ABC be a tool? to be a positive effect in the community and support and participate and contribute to important causes. You know, as well as I do, there's so many important causes and as Austin and Central Texas grow, there's a lot of needs out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So 
where can we strategically be involved to make a, a positive impact and be of value? That's, that's, a, that's what we think about a lot. The other piece of it is this, I'll tell you, and I hope other business owners think this way, doing good is good business. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, when a company supports a, a philanthropic endeavor, you know, and they write a check or they donate something, well, that's, that's one leg that it's really good because you're getting to that organization to go do with those resources what they do to, to help the community. The second place where that happens, we talked about millennials. I think a lot of young people, not just young, but all, all people, I think ultimately want to feel that they're working with an organization or a company that's making a positive impact in the community, right? So when we are doing that, I think the people who work here at ABC have a sense of pride that, yeah, I work with ABC and we're doing this with the United Way or this with the Heart Walker, whatever the organization is, they take pride in it. They want to work with a company like that. And I think that's a, going to be a bigger and bigger part of what it means to be involved in the community. Thirdly, I'll tell you this, when I see it doing good is good business, I, I do believe that. I think that the public, when they're looking to decide who do they do business with or choose for services or whatever, I do think in the services that we provide, I think a, a homeowner or a business owner says, all things being equal, I want to do business with someone that I, that I like and that I feel is giving back. And I, and I think that's been a good part of what ABC's been able to do. I think we've garnered certain business because people, they trust us first of all, but secondly, they appreciate that we are involved in the community. We are trying to make a positive impact. So that's why I think that businesses, I think as time moves on, is, are going to be more and more involved in the community, giving back. I think that a lot of the issues of the day a lot of the issues of the day, um, while we might have a lot of divisiveness in, in the country, I, I do think that the business community really has an opportunity to be a leadership voice because I do think that business by and large represents a giant swath of what the general public thinks is important. And so that's why I do look for businesses to be leaders uh, and, and to contribute and to give back. And so that's, that's a big part of why, why we do what we do. Um, like we said, there's a lot of important causes out there. I'm particularly interested in, in education, mm -hmm. and health issues, and you know, issues that for, for homelessness and people who, don't, who, who uh, don't have as much as others do, and how can we make a positive impact on that. Those are the kind of things that, that uh, most of what our efforts here at ABC center around. Very good. Bobby, thank you for your time. I know you're a busy man. Hey, we do, we'll get back to it. This is some daylight left. No, it's always good <laughs> to see you. Thank, thanks for what you're doing. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's BG Podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts.